Hey, hey, what's up, wrestling world, uh, wrestling nation, all the Ward Wrestling Live, every, everybody out there. I'm here with a, another amazing college coach in our country, uh, Coach Tim McGuire, who is uh, spearheading a new program over in Virginia called uh, Shenandoah University. Uh, the, the university is not new, but the wrestling program is, and uh, he's part of building that. Uh, he wrestled himself for, uh, for a D1 program over in Marquette, and uh, we got him here now. So, hey, Coach, man, thanks so much for coming on. Um, talk about the effects of, uh, of our times and, and, and what it's meant for your program and getting this program off the ground and, and um, kind of some different hiccups yeah. you've had. Um, well, I mean, it's been crazy for everyone. In the beginning, I was actually really optimistic. Think things were going pretty well. Kids were home, so I can close up on recruiting. Didn't necessarily crush me or anything like this. Having this quarantine was walking around with Facebook and showing people the campus, and it really gave a chance to talk more with the kids. Kids were vulnerable and talking about more than just wrestling, so I got, got a chance to really get to know the recruits coming in. Um, now it's starting to drag on. Now, now it's now there's a million things that are making you nervous, and it's starting to hurt you. Just my mats and my wall padding need to be made so they can be put in, so we can open up our, our brand new room. Um, I have guys that are local and close enough in Virginia. They want to get working together. We want to get this team going right now. And so, just having that hesitation and waiting part is, you know, a lot of anxiety and stuff inside. Um, just like everyone, we just wish we had solid answers. I mean, there, there's yeah, things going on and we want to be safe and we want to be smart. It, you just wish that you had some solid answers. And it's one of those that's almost impossible to get solid answers. No one has them. So, you know, we kind of got to roll with it. No, no one better than wrestlers, though, to figure out a way around adversity and find a way to win and reach your fullest potential, no matter what the obstacles type of thing. So, you know, as, as a wrestling community, shoot, we can handle this better than anyone else. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, I mean, wow. Talk about what it's to spearhead a new college program, uh, at the, especially at the D3 level. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an unbelievable experience. You know, you have this vision and these dreams of what you want to have as a wrestling program. You have that when you take over a longstanding program or just when you're an athlete. You know, I can remember in college, we'd always talk about what you'd want to build, how you wish that, you know, you could run things. And so to have a clean slate and be able to build your vision from this, from, you know, the beginning um, is, is an, is an awesome experience. What's been a pleasure for me is the recruits that I'm bringing in, the people around me, um, they buy in and they're going to be the ones creating this vision. And so that's, that's really exciting. I'm at a university that gives full support towards wrestling. Um, people on our board uh, were involved in wrestling. It's our board that ended up coming up and donating the money to start the program after Old Dominion, our athletic director right away was like, let people know they can come here that we're a home for wrestling. That wouldn't happen. Um, we're probably in Winchester, a, a wrestling community, even more than a basketball community. I'd be like, we're in the, we're in the press, we're in the newspapers. This is a wrestling community. So having that support from the community and the university means a lot. And, you know, and that, that, that's, good. that's what's going to help us build a winning program here. Yeah, coming from Marquette, you, you, knew, you know about basketball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a Dwayne Wayne years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I know you, you're you're very involved in in growing the youth programs, and I know in your hometowns uh, and that whole Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Chicago, Illinois, that whole area over there, um, you've started numerous youth kids clubs. Yeah. Um, how important is it that as many youth clubs as possible in this country are built? But uh, what kind of passion is that for you? And 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 
what has made you kind of spearhead club after club after club? It's it's a huge passion of mine. I'd be like, that's that's the number one thing I do. In some some ways, I look at it as wrestling. It's, as a human being, you want to have an impact on the world, you know, and and see how many people you can kind of touch and have a positive impact. Wrestling is kind of my element in which I can do that. Um, and so a lot of that is through community wrestling groups. I've been huge in building uh, youth programs and really every, everywhere I've lived. Um, and I've specifically kind of tried to gear those towards individuals and demographics that were not being drawn into wrestling. And, and even just in a general society way, way was kind of being ignored or left falling in the cracks. And so uh, I've worked with a lot of lower income, a lot of at-risk kids in situations. Um, and and that's, that's a huge thing for me. Not, not only have we brought in and increased uh, more demographics coming into wrestling and, and increased wrestling going around in the area, but you're, you're really kind of helping kids get on a great path. Those of us involved in wrestling know that that wrestling path, win or lose, kind of puts you in a discipline to be a great man. And we look at our age now and we can look back on the things we did junior high and high school and be like, that's really shaped who we are through wrestling. So we'll have that impact on kids and give them that, that opportunity. Um, the coolest thing to see is that I've been doing it a long time now. So now I have, a, you know, these guys are adults and they're talking about their kids getting into wrestling. I have two kids that are doctors, you know, and things like that. It's just those type of things mean a lot to me coming out of the youth groups. Um, when you're coaching at a college level, you consistently are going to get that feedback from guys that doctors, lawyers, great successes, and they have their families and they're coming back and telling you about it, you know, and, and that's how you know you're doing a good job. It even is more impactful to me to be doing that with the youth kids and have that kind of grow all the way. You know, there's a longevity to it. Yeah, um, see them go through your program and then be successful because of it. Exactly. It, it definitely helps with recruiting. I'm going to be here a long time. So it's one of those things that seems like, why are you talking to this eight-year-old, you know, 10 years later? That's a recruit. Um, <laughs> and at the same time, it's, it's just a wrestling community thing. You know, I mean, the more we can grow that. So it's more fun for my college wrestlers here because the whole community loves wrestling. So we're in the newspapers, people know you in the restaurants, you know, they really support you. But that happens because of a large youth organization. So you have all those parents involved and those kids get to know. So that's part of how you just kind of grow the excitement of wrestling around in your community. That's awesome. So um, something that I, that I read about and uh, talked about a little bit, you got an opportunity to coach the Barbados national team or the Barbados yeah. team and uh, is, is that a nation that you have family from, or is that just something that fell into your lap and you were like, shit, yeah, yeah opportunity? Um, kind of fell in my lap. I went there on my honeymoon. And when we were going there on my honeymoon, I'm sure my wife loves it, but when we go travel, lots of times I'll kind of look up of how I can make a little wrestling hookup or connection there. And so when we were going to Barbados, I just wanted to watch an Olympic-style practice there, see, you know, where they're at. And when I reached out to them, Right away, they asked. They just asked me to come coach and run a practice there. It went very well. They liked it. They ended up flying me back uh, for three weeks to a month and kind of ran on coaching kind of just what would be at their time, like their national team, their seniors, and start to develop a grassroots organization. You know, their, their younger clubs, getting into schools um, and developing that way. Through that, um, there's a girl, Rebecca Williams, there. It's a young girl I've continued to, to keep training. She's a fantastic wrestler, a great, you know, human being and everything as well. She has Olympic goals, and, you know, it sounds weird when you're talking about young kids with this Olympic goals, but, you know, like, she, she has it. It's that type of determination. She has the skills. She comes over to America to, to stay and train with us. I've gone over there, so, you know. That's awesome. We should get that. Uh, let's get them on. 
Yeah. Oh, you know what? We can we connect with them. We can get them on. That'd be great. That would be fun. That'd be fun. So, man, that must have been a great experience. And I mean, great experience, and it's fun. You know, you always go on these uh, foreign exchange trips and everything, and we're going to Russia and Eastern Europe and stuff. Which unbelievable wrestling, great experience you can have, but it's cold. It's cold. The showers are cold. Everything's cold. Down in Barbados, it's beautiful. So you get to hang out on the beach. We have warm weather. That I'm like, you know, nice way to go. A little bit different than the center of Chicago, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If I had choice, I'd be on the beach. <laughs> so, man, talk about the culture that you're going to uh, to be instilling into your program. You know, to be blunt, a winning culture. You know, and a, and a winning culture um, has so much more to do with than what happens on the mat. Um, a winning culture to me, it's it's our approach towards everything. You you hear in wrestling all the time that that get one percent better every day. You know, and that's typically how we talk on a physical level or we talk about on the mat. To me, it is your approach towards life. So I want that one, I want that person who's approaching to get 1% better in the classroom, 1% better in their relationships with their family, 1% better in their friendships, 1% better for how much more they can have an impact on the community. Not huge jumps, just 1% each day. That person that has that mindset and that approach towards life, that's that's the winner. Those, those are the champions that I want on our program. That's who wins in the semifinals. That's how you win in the last 10 seconds. We could talk like it's this conditioning and stuff. It's an internal drive that some people have it and some don't. Uh, I've said in other interviews a term that, you know, average people, they put all their eggs in one basket and really focus can do great things on that one thing. You know, truth, I don't want average people. I want elite people. And elite people kind of have that approach in everything that they do in, one, in, in, in their lives. They don't, it doesn't have to just be one thing. They're not a great wrestler and a crappy son. You know, they put the two things together. And so I, I am looking for that. And it is those characteristics that are built a winning program, not just a winning team. Um, and what do you so tell the, when, when you're in the room and, and obviously wrestling, their wrestling brings you to them because you're a wrestling coach. So you recruit wrestlers. But then when you're sitting in this room, what are you telling the parents um, when they're saying, okay, well, I understand my son's a wrestler and my daughter's a wrestler and they're going to wrestle for you. However, what are you going to do for him educational, academically, scholastically? Um, why should we choose you and your school for that? You know, that's probably one of my biggest pluses as a coach. Um, if you were to look back on my resume, my experience, what I've done, the balance between academics, career, or just going to say life success and wrestling is something I, I do very well at. Um, I'm coming from University of Chicago. They're number three in the country academically. You know, we're going Princeton, Harvard, U Chicago, Yale. And so the idea of balancing that type of academics and athletics is, is something that I've just naturally been doing, you know, right now as a coach. And it was not just a balance of the academic pressure. You can realize that this is things that we're, they're very good at it. So their passion is, can be towards academics too. And you still got to balance that. Um, to rewind even further, when I was at a junior college, um, Wanted to kind of straighten things up and get things on the right path. So a lot of guys that were on the team were kind of kicked off and were walking with a team of six. Two of them had become doctors. This is out of a community school. There's not a lot of medical doctors coming out of community school. Um, so the whole idea from the day you walk in, you choose your college based on the next 40 years of your life, not the next four. And that is rhetoric I speak all the time with parents and with the kids when they come in. So on day one, we're starting to look at what your area is and even start talking about internships. So I don't want to wait till your junior year to get an internship when you've declared your major, because that gives you one summer to have an internship. Um, and let's just say you're going into physical therapy. 
you don't know if you want to work physical therapy with elderly people, with people coming back with rehab, whether it's children, whether it's athletes. And so if you get one internship in one area, it doesn't necessarily help you figure out exactly what you want to be doing. Yeah. Um, and I've had guys that are business majors or your lawyers, a good example. People think they want to be a lawyer until they get there and they realize that a lawyer is just basically a lot of research and writing papers. You know, you get an internship like that and you feel like this isn't what I want and I want to go in another direction. And so knowing that it's their future that we're working on here, day one, we're working on your careers, your internships, your academics. I have a pretty rigorous academic plan for how we follow guys. Um, most of that's because I will have a room full of freshmen. And so we don't have the junior, senior leadership that probably first semester, I'm honest with them, there'll be a little micromanaging, not on the fact of lack of trust, but just as a college student, you need to develop time management skills and a good routine. And they don't really have the upperclassmen to, to do that. Well, and you're still, and you're still creating a plan, right? For, I'm still creating a plan. How you want to grow and, and what type of kid you have. And, uh, that's awesome, man. So. I had something on the top. I had something right there when you were talking about that. And um, I'll switch as you think. One thing you're saying, like of them and growth, it's a really good point because I'm going to give a lot of ownership to these kids coming in. I trust them a lot. I, I'm I'm really excited about my recruiting class. You know, I can whip through all their names, I, each each one individually, whether it's the talent on the mat, the character that they bring, and even just fun conversations. To be honest, I, I really like who bringing in. I'm going to give them a lot of ownership of the program that we're building. Yeah. What do you tell, like some of these kids, you know, let's be honest. Like I was talking with coach Norton and yeah. uh, there and, um, and then I was talking to some of the NAIA guys and everything. And, and I know that there's, there's some uh, not competition between you and them, but like the kids, there's usually like, should I go NAIA? Should I go D3? Should I do this? Should I do that? Yeah. And their mentality is, as well, am I going to get the competition? Am I going to get to wrestle against a higher level? Am I going to get to see some of these people? Um, and, and talk a little bit about that because I think from like, if you've seen my shows, I started, I knew absolutely nothing about wrestling other than I watched my kid do it and his friends do it for the last two years and I've learned some stuff, right? You get but, it, yeah. But, but coming into here, you start to get a little bit different and, and, um, and you, you don't, I don't, I didn't know that D3 schools go to open tournaments and get to wrestle against division one kids. It's like, uh, oh, three tournaments, you know. So what do you tell that kid that says, oh, well, I want the D2 school wants me. I'm going to go there because I'm going to get better at this or I'm going to get better than that. Um, is that true? You know, wrestling's wrestling's different than other sports. Um, I understand the mindset. Um, I'm a football guy too. So I kind of understand in the mindset of where you're going. You know, you think of football, you got over 100 D1 teams. You got over 70 guys on your team. Then you load it up with D1 AA. Then you got D2. There's a there's 300 schools. You could be the 400th best person in your position and get a scholarship. In wrestling, we're talking about about round off 75 D1 teams. You're getting 9.9 .9 scholarships per team. Most teams don't. I think probably smaller teams, George Mason might have three or four full scholarships. So we'll even pretend that they're getting nine scholarships. You start dividing that up between the 75 and four years of schools. There's not that many scholarships available. And when you take out the money, that's the perk of D1. It's the money. Like if you're paying for college, then you now, once you're paying for college, you need to start looking at what's the best fit for you. Then it's about the next 40 years of your life, not the next four. You got to look at your education and the opportunities they're going to give to you. And lots of times, small schools and getting that individual attention really allow you to grow the most and reach your fullest potential. Um, 
So one, I do kind of point out the facts of D1 wrestling, wrestling at the college level compared to other sports to where D3 wrestling. Just so you know, this guy wrestled division one. So it's not like he's coming from you, coming to you with a, I don't know, I've never been there. So. Right. Right. And, and my thing would be, uh, lost my train of thought. <laughs> oh, um, no, sorry. The difference between D1 and D3. Oh, I would say, you know, the, the D3 wrestler is probably a, a higher level athlete than you're finding at some of the other sports in D3. And the reason is, is because of the lack of D1 options. And so one, I'd be like the, the, the level of competition at the D3 level can kind of blow your mind. If you're walking in here thinking it's easy, I had a four-time state champion, Russell Division One, I wanted to transfer here. And he got scared off by the fact of me just, you're not an automatic national champion. That's not how it's going to work in D3. There's a ton of D1 transfers down here. They didn't make the national tournament. It's pretty competitive still. Um, and then, like you said, I put together specifically for our program, we want to make a national name right away. And so we put together a very competitive schedule. We'll be up in Pennsylvania. You got the Ohio schools. Wheaton's the biggest tournament of the year. Um, we have three tournaments that we'll be competing against division one and division two, just like you mentioned with the open tournaments. And so for that opportunity to prove yourself, you know, you're going to, you're going to get that opportunity to prove to wrestle the best. Um, I really liked, I had a recruit myself just by watching, by talking to you guys. Uh, I didn't know that there were <clears throat> open tournaments yeah. where all divisions could wrestle. I, I was talking to some club coaches, not youth club coaches, but, college club coaches and they're like yeah i mean we get to go see those guys we get to go to wrestle and then the great thing is some of these d3 d2 d1s will grab our kid and our kid has been with us for a year or two and now they get a bigger opportunity michael michael sebke at university of chicago he had some injuries so he had eligibility left after he graduated university of chicago bounced right up and wrestled at northwestern you know i mean so there's there's a jump all the time Facebook is so bad to us. <laughs> All right, everybody, please make sure you share our buddy here, Tim McGuire. Uh, he started a new program over at Shenandoah University, another amazing college to uh, create opportunity for our young youth to uh, have a place to go and wrestle after high school. Um, if you're a parent out there, if you're, if you're still in between schools, if you're looking, if you're not sure where you want to go, um, please reach out and, uh, and give him a call and, and, and let's do it. So um, Tim, thanks for coming on, man. I, I love your quote. Um, so, so the best quote that I, that, I, that I hear is, the next 40, not the next four, is what you have to look for when you're going to a college. And that, that is amazing. Um, right there, um, that's just powerful. And, and, uh, and, and, and I hope other coaches have that mentality that you have when they're talking to a kid and making sure that it's important to them. Uh, and as far as, I mean, I've talked to 20, let's see, you are number 24 for college wrestling coaches that I've spoken nice. to. I love what you're doing, Dan. You're, you're really getting wrestling out there. You, you've got like three yeah, or four I'm interviews going on a day. I love it. I love it. You're building this. Yeah, and I've learned so much. And it seems like what, what I find great is, all of you have that common bond of like, it is, yes, okay, look, we're wrestling coaches, we've been hired to do a job, and we have to have a successful team or else it's going to cost us our job. And we right. understand that. But I never get that feeling from any of you guys that it's about the job 
it's it's always feels like it's about the kids and I, I think that's amazing I, it's true and you know I, I love that about the wrestling community of coaches across the board no matter how competitive things could look when you're going to matches internally all of us really care about the kids and the sport I mean it really the sport as a whole is something that I think college coaches and stuff really have a, a deep deal of respect for and we kind of love each other that that are all in it you know I mean this is something we're, we're doing together so now, I, I have no, I don't think there's any better community in the world than, than the wrestling community. I actually uh, encourage people all the time to be referees. And my reason is, is we don't, we don't split like that in the wrestling community. Those referees are hanging out with the coaches that are hanging out with the athletes. We're one big wrestling community. So those, so, you know, you could jump into, jump in with it and get working. It's, it's, it's pretty accepting. I mean, we're, we're a competitive group of people, but at the same time we take care of our own. Yeah, man, I love it. And that's why I'm, I started doing this because I, I realized that. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. I got some good ones for you, I think. I don't know. You'll have to decide. All right. Chicago dog or New York dog? Chicago dog. D-Wade or Jimmy Butler? D-Wade. <laughs> Cubbies or Brewers? Cubs all the way, Yeah. yeah. Portillos or Romas? Yeah, you got a good one. Portillos. Portillos. <laughs> I had Portillos delivered to me here in Virginia. I was missing a Chicago beef. I had to get one. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Luminati's or Giordano's? That's a good question. All right, Luminati's. But Giordano's is the best replicated pizza. So like Luminati's, there's better Luminati's than others. Giordano's, anywhere you go, Giordano's is the same. But I'm going to go with Lou. I'm going to go with Lou. I like the crust. Bulls or Bucks? Bulls. Bears or Packers? Oh, all Bears. All Bears. <laughs> High school scoring or NCAA scoring? NCAA. Fargo or 32? Fargo. NCAA championship or gold medal? That's tricky. <laughs> you know, kind of almost gold medal is the pinnacle that that's i mean that's that's where you're the best that's that's it but for, here for, in the states sport, right for this but yeah but here in the states it's hard that i mean ncaa i i, I grew up dreaming i i dreamt of, of winning an ncaa title you know so, like i i, I that's that to me that's a dream like I, so it's, it's hard like it, it's almost two separate things that that's a hard one in my mind now sometimes i might say you know what maybe i wasn't good enough Maybe the truth is, is that I wasn't at that level to be dreaming about an to, about an Olympic gold medal, and so therefore I, that's that's my point of view. But who knows? But like I had Nate, um, I'm gonna totally butcher his name. Is that Notre Dame College? Oh yeah, the, you talked to the assistant coach, Nate. Yeah. Nate something, right? Yep. Um, let's see. So Nate Skenesny. Woo! Yeah. yeah. There's so many letters in there that you don't even hear. Uh, but he said, yeah, he goes, you know, I think as kids, we all dream of that NCAA championship. And then that kind of will catapult us to getting opportunity in the world. So they kind of one and the other. But yeah, that's awesome, man. But yeah, I mean, I, I had the um, pleasure of going to Chicago one time. Uh, I don't know, it had to be seven years ago or something. And I, I really want to go back. It's a uh, it was an amazing city. We had a great time. We got to go to a Cubbies game. Nice. Uh, 
we got to go down to that big, there was some big famous museum that we went to. It's super cool. They had like robots and dinosaurs. Through the oh museum. yeah, the, the science museum. It's kind yeah. of um, Going by, like seeing, sold, seeing the outside of Soldier Field live is different than on TV. Like it just, it looks like an old, like you're looking at like a castle movie or something. Like it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, the bean, we got to see the bean. Uh, but, and I, I don't know, I don't know why I didn't make this one of my questions. I just, I don't think there is an or for this because it's just the best in the, in the world is the Chicago popcorn. So I had no, I had no way, there was no or for it because it is on every street corner. You walk in, it's hot, it's mixed, it's caramel and cheddar, it's sweet and sweet. <laughs> it's fantastic and there is no or, it is just that and period. Uh, I love it. You're making me miss. You're making me miss Chicago. Yeah, man, it's so good. And uh, uh, yeah, there's nothing like it, man. I, I, and the pizza was great. You know, I've always been a thin crust type of New York style guy, right? Um, but getting to experience, I remember we got to the hotel and we were like, hey, we hear pizza is the best here, right? Where do we get it? And they're like, Luminati's. So, um, but they said, call an hour before you go there and let them know what pizza you want. So when you show up and they seat you, your pizza's ready because I guess that's the way it works. And apparently there's like- a It could be like an hour and a half wait, yeah. Yeah, to cook your, so, so then we're like, all right, well, what else is there about Chicago? And then of course, Portillo's. So we hit that and we've got, I had to try a beef and uh, I, I never understood why people dip beef <laughs> into wet juice, but, it was worth it. And then- <laughs> Gotta eat over your over your plate. Oh man, and uh, the chocolate cake shake. Oh yeah. And uh, you know, have to go hot dogs. And I'm a ketchup guy on my hot dog. I'm a ketchup guy. But experience Chicago, the signs all say very clearly, <laughs> if you want ketchup, you're in the wrong place. And they put the pepperoncinis and they put all the pickles. And I remember coming home I swear I came home and, and I bought celery salt and I was like, that's it, celery salt on all my hot dogs. Means <laughs> <laughs> to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it was, uh, what a cool town. I think um, I understand now why people say that it's like the, the baby New York City, you know, it's uh, except with nicer people. Like we were walking down the street mm -hmm. and, and you, you, you're looking for somewhere to go. And I remember I, I had a map, <laughs> I don't know, I guess the phone didn't have Google Maps yet. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Somebody could see what, what, and they're like, hey, are you lost? And we were in front of, um, what's the big TV building there? You're coming down the center and there's the- oh, I'm NBC, or I don't know which it's NBC, ABC, but- And I'm like, we're lost. We're looking for the pier. And they're like, just walk straight through that building. And we walked straight through the building, went down these steps, and next thing you knew, there was the pier and, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun, man. Chicago, I, I'm really glad I got to experience your city because um, it was, it was, it's a super great place. Now, then I told people, man, I live there. Yeah, that's because you visited in June. Oh, well, exactly. That's what I was feeling. Like, the summer is the greatest city in the world in the summer. And then back in December, you'll change your mind. <laughs> For me, I had wrestling during those winters so I could deal with it. <laughs> awesome, man. Hey, thank you so much for coming on, man. And, um, Anytime you want to do this, man, you got my link. Uh, my cell phone number is right on my page. Hit me up. Um, please go in and, and share your video with all your wrestling groups and your peers. Um, like and 
I don't know if you've liked and joined the group, but please do. Yeah, definitely. I'm on YouTube trying to figure that whole thing out. I'm just a guy trying to figure it out. <laughs> Most importantly, I'm getting guys on my show and girls on my show and young men, and we're making we're, we're making some noise, and that's awesome. People are getting to see everybody out there. I mean, right now, I'm, I'm officially booked all the way through the 12th with four shows a day, Monday through Friday. So it's amazing what has come from this. And um, um, I, do, I do send asks out there, but a lot of it is the community like yourself just hitting me up and sending me people and being like, hey, this guy would be good. This guy would be good. This girl would be good. I, I had a girl from Australia who was so I much fun. I didn't hear her interview, but I saw that. Yeah, so... I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, you've, you've had, it's been, what's really cool with your show is you're like representing the wrestling community. you got high school coaches, college coaches, athletes, girl athletes, girl coaches, people from other countries. It's yeah, been, really it's, it's been unbelievable. I actually, I wrote down before I got on the phones today because I was kind of curious. And if you go, I changed my YouTube channel last night, Coach, where okay. I broke out all the different wrestling things. So where I broke out to like Florida high school coaches, the nation high school coaches, college coaches, wrestlers, but I've had, um, look, somebody just signed up while I'm talking to you. Nice. Just for the alert. Uh, I've had, I've had reps. Um, I think it was five ref interviews. I've had 23. Uh, this was before um, you and, and the, the stuff today. This is before today. So five ref interviews, 23 college wrestling coaches, uh, not including yourself. Uh, 25 Florida high school wrestling coaches, 28 current wrestlers or were wrestlers, 11 club coaches and clinicians, and uh, two high school wrestling coaches as far as not in Florida. So, but I have more of that coming. Um, there's probably 15 at least high school coaches around the nation that have signed up to come on. So I'll have them on. Yeah, man, I, I just, I want everybody to meet everyone. And, you know, you it's easy to go find uh, an interview with the best wrestlers in the world, but it's not easy to go find an interview with the people that are behind the scenes that make them the best wrestlers in the world. So I'm not the best wrestler in the world. One of them. One of them. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, uh, one of the best coaches. In the world. You know, like, look, I've been blessed. I got Mako. I got uh, Young. Well, I have had some really cool interviews on. Did you have Ayers on too? I'm sorry. Did you have Chris Ayers on? Yes. You got Sheratel coming on? Yeah, you got a good lineup. Ayers was on. Uh, uh, Dubuque. I had, oh, I did see Dubuque's. I did see Ryan that. LeBlanc was on. Um, you know, so I'm coaches. getting people from all different spectrums, and it's great. I mean, I just had uh, um, Mr. Stout from yesterday. I had Mr. Brian Stout on, and, and he's sending me people already, and I'm, I, I haven't even had time. So I usually do an 11, a one, a two, and a four. Uh, and the one and the two are kind of close. So I go back to back, but I usually have time, a little bit of time in between to, to kind of prep myself and get ready. Yeah. But my 11 o'clock was a realtor actually. And um, he, he had a closing, so he didn't jump on to 12.30. So I've gone from like 12.30 to one to two. And then now I'll have a little bit of a break to, to kind of prepare for uh, coach Ed Palladino that's coming on next. So. Uh, I, I believe he's at a Chattahoochee High School in Georgia, okay. so down by your neck of the woods there. I think it's a high school. I got to look. Um, but it's been fun, man. This has been great, and the platform has been great, and I can't wait to, 
to be able to sit in a wrestling room and do this. Like actually kids coming off the mat and be like, yo, what was that move you put on? Tell us about it. Like, or, or being at a small high school tournament where there's maybe 14, 20 teams. And well, we'd love to have you up in Shenandoah for a match. Yeah, man, I'd love to come. I can't wait till we can start traveling again. Um, I know uh, I'd like to go out and, and meet Coach Santis at Campbell. He came on and, and, and his coaching staff, and that was super nice of them. And I got to meet Omi Acosta came on and you come on and Brits come on and Soto. And if I'm forgetting you, I'm sorry, but Norton. And, and I got to meet all these amazing people. And I can't wait till I get to really meet like, hey, how are you? Are we allowed to shake hands these days or hug or whatever? Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess uh, poor kids these days. How are you going to get that first kiss? How are you going to get like that first hug? Like, what's going on? Like, is it going to be like a virtual? Like, this is my kiss. Send. <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom, dad, I got my first kiss. I texted it to Shane. Yeah, <laughs> they got it a lot easier these days. Like. Um, I remember when you remember like when you were a kid and you had to ask a girl to be your Valentine, like you had to walk into school with like a flower, a box of hearts. And then you had to sit there for like 30 minutes and get the courage to walk up to somebody and be like, will you, will you, now it's like, uh, I'm going to put about 10 girls on blast on a, on a conference text. And I'm going <laughs> to get a conference text and I'm going to say, will you be my Valentine? And, one of them's gonna come back and say yes, and it was so much easier. I didn't have to walk up and say anything. Like, like names, man. What the hell is that, right? <laughs> Crazy. It's fun, man. Hey, thank you, bro. Hey, man. Really, really, really good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Um, love that you're starting a program, and I wish you all the best. And any kids out there looking uh, looking for a program, man? He's he's building yeah, one. Be the first. Thank good you much. very much, Dan. Have a good one. Take it easy. Bye bye.